Here at The Query, we acknowledge the traditional owners and custodians of the land on which this podcast is being recorded, the Turrbal and Yagara people. We also pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. Hola mis amigos. Bienvenidos. Al Query. <laughs> Spanish lesson. Hey sí. everyone. Welcome to The Query. In Spanish, the yes. Spanish edition. Watch out, we're coming for you. <laughs> we are beyond excited because not only do we have the amazing Talia Novella joining us today, but it's a first for the pod because Talia is joining us in drag. Hi. So exciting, you look amazing. Oh my God, stop, I'm shy, I'm so shy. <laughs> I feel severely underdressed. I came straight from work yeah. um, and I don't look as put together as what's going on over here. I'm wearing a bra. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> just a bra. But it's a glamorous bra. bra. It's Thanks. a bedazzled bra-, bra. Everyone, check out the YouTube if you can't see or right the now. Instagram. So you can really just see the look because it's giving. It is giving. It's giving Selena. <sighs> yes. Ew. Yes. We love or, it. Or see? 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 Is that yes? Yes. Oh yes. my God, Louise. <laughs> <laughs> so sure. <laughs> <Do a lingo. laughs> me, me learning Spanish. Ask the first that. question now. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get this bitch rolling with our usual question. Every time. Every time. I love it. It's happening. Mm. It's going to be the new way. Yep. Um, okay. So what are your pronouns and what names do you go by and when? Um, my pronouns are they, them at all times when I'm not. In makeup and stuff, I'm not performing. My name is Enrique. And when I'm in drag, I'm Talia Novella. Woo, good. (laughs) So how did you choose your drag name? So what happened was, um, (laughs) I had a whole name before that. That I shall not say because we don't talk about Bruno. (laughs) We don't talk about Bruno. (laughs) Yeah, we'll. No, but it's like, uh, it was such a bad name. Like, I hate it. But uh, there was this night... (laughs) <laughs> that me and Luna were like we were drunk we were gone like mm-hmm. child I was gone um <laughs> she was like hey why don't you change your name to Italian novella I was like you know what that's pretty fierce I didn't even remember that I changed my name on Instagram <laughs> I woke up the next day and I was like what happened <gasps> oh, in here oh you really did it like on Instagram yeah like drunk. I was drunk I was like yeah you know what I'm going to change it whatever so <laughs> I realized that I had changed it um then I changed it back because I was like you know what, I need to do a post, like, you know, I need to share my feelings with the war. Mm-hmm. So, like, I waited a couple more weeks, and then I changed it back to Talia, and I made, like, a whole post. Um, because, like, when I started, I was not really full doing Latin drag. It was just, mm-hmm. like, bits and bits. Mm-hmm. I think, like, once I changed my name, I think the whole embracing Latin started yeah, happening. Yeah. Which is really, but also, what I would name, like, Luna's Brilliant. Yeah. It yeah. is a good name. For those of you listening, <laughs> we just need to discuss because Louise is not aware that it was Talia Novella as yeah, in Talia Novella. Yeah, I'm struggling with the drag names. I I don't understand Bless. until I get told. <laughs> no, that's fair. I feel like we should do a quiz episode or something where it's <laughs> yes, like drag names. What are these practice? drag names yeah. and what are their I can puns? practice putting the puns together because yeah. I'm struggling. It is a good pun. But though. I love it. It's as soon as pun. I find out, it's like, oh my God, I feel yeah. awakened. Exciting. New thing. Yeah. Um, so going off that, how did you begin your drag journey? Well, um, so I didn't know what drag was until I came to Australia. And I have to say, I was really scared of drag queens when I came because mm-hmm. I was like little baby, 18 year old, just going to the clubs. And I thought they were really scary. Some of them are. But <laughs> <laughs> um, I saw 
Drag Race. I started watching Drag Race on season six. That's and what I I'm watching s- right now. Are you? It's yeah, the, the best. Time. It's honestly yeah. the best season. It's I love the season. Yeah, They're so, so good. Talented. Courtney Act and everyone. Yeah. Bianca. Good. Uh, I love oh Bianca. Oh. I just saw her the other night. So I just so went funny. to Wait, don't say don't say yeah. who won yet because uh, I don't know. I bought tickets the day oh. before um the show because I was like, she's coming and I wanted to go for ages. And then I just bought the ticket and went and it was so good. She's the best. It was she's yeah. the best. Like she's one very of the funny. Very, well. very cool. Yeah. But like uh, she also has very similar background mm. as me. Even the countries that her parents are from, mm-hmm. they're like so close to mine. Um yeah, I was like seeing someone on TV doing that and being, just being hair. I was like, I really wanted to do it. And then I saw Scarlet Fever in SmackDown 2017. At the moment, like I was working at night. I was, you know, a cute little cleaner. Um, <laughs> because like, I, like, child, I was struggling with English. Mm-hmm. Um, like it was a hard time. And I remember seeing her on stage. And I just felt really happy. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to do that. I was mm. like, no, I need to start doing it. And then I started doing drag in 2018 for Drag Junior, which, by the way, like, I was like, yeah, you know what? Doing makeup is going to be fine. Like, I'm, I'm not going to practice or anything. <laughs> <laughs> I was wrong. Mistake. Oh, I, oh, it, was the, it was the worst. Like, I looked so busted. I was like, crunchy eyebrows. I feel like that's a universal story. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, like babies nowadays. Queens. Like, I will say, like, the babies nowadays... They look so pretty. Mm. I'm like, oh. you know. <laughs> How did you get that? Yeah. How dare you? <laughs> so when you came to Australia, did you know much English at all? Or were you pretty? I mean, I had like the English classes at school, mm. but like it's not the same. That's so, that would be so scary. Yeah. Oh, I, I remember like the first week that I came here. Um, I was by myself as well. Oh wow! Yeah, I was it, like, it was fun. I, yeah. I mean, it was <laughs> it was an experience. Yeah, was it just because you were like, I want to go? Uh, live well, I mean, else, I was like, it's not really safe back home for queer people. Mm. So, and I also really wanted to come out. And I was like, Australia is really far away. Let's go there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I remember being on the bus for the first week, and I couldn't understand anything. I oh just remember God. crying every single night at home yeah. because I was like, I don't understand what's happening, but I'm just trying my best. You know yeah, what I mean? Wow, that's well, come crazy. A long way. Yeah, that's yeah. insane. So that's you awesome. moved here by yourself. Your family's all still back home. Um, we're all like spread around the oh, world. Okay. Mm. Um, I don't know why we didn't like. I like. I love my country, but um. For example, my brother is in Argentina, my sister is in Germany, my mom is in Argentina at the moment, and I think only my dad is back home. But, yeah. So, not only do you perform in drag, but you also dabble in stand-up and burlesque. So, can you tell us about how you got involved in those two performing types and how they differ from your experience in drag? I got involved first with the burlesque scene, when I was doing the first galaxy with the House of Thick, mm. and there were these two gorgeous burlesque performers that are called Lazy Pop and Ivy Cartel. They're really great. And I didn't know what, no, I did have the idea of what burlesque was, but like I had never met any of them. And I had like a lovely time with them. And then I started going to classes. And it was just really fun. Like they're mm. also supportive, but. Doing burlesque was what made me realize that I also was non-binary mm. because, like, I know, like, it's a little bit hard. But for me, if I'm doing burlesque, like, that's not drag because I feel that 
that like it's not I'm not putting on a character like that's me sure. like that's my body mm. and when I'm when I'm not wearing makeup or I'm not wearing a wig I know that I cannot pass as non-binary and the gender euphoria that I get from doing burlesque it's like incredible like yeah. it just feels so like that's how I feel you know and mm-hmm. um, yeah I, with a stand-up I think I always watch roast online oh, like yeah. I, uh, <laughs> yeah, I so love roast they're my favorite thing yeah like the Justin Bieber one that one was all right but even growing up because you know when you're young like just like comedy mm-hmm. um and then also watching Mika Rio doing her stand-up set and stand-up has been great uh because i have i find that sometimes i use that as a way of dealing with stuff and mm-hmm. um, you know being an immigrant growing up in a country that is not queer friendly like being so many minorities like there's so much material because like there's there's a lot of pain there as well yeah so i'm like you know what i'm going to i'm going to like even though it's been like really hard let's make some money out of it <laughs> like, you know what I mean? yeah. well i think a yeah. lot of comedy comes from like trauma. pain and trauma yeah and things like that right yeah i know that i like i mean i'm not a comedian by any stretch of the imagination <laughs> i say but funny <laughs> you're in there you. sometimes um but i feel like i do that often with like trauma things me and my best friend all the time will be like you know whatever you know stupid thing that happened to us when we were kids it's always turned into a joke and like a laugh to get through it because mm. it's just easier and i'd rather laugh than cry so yeah <laughs> i mean like i find that like i just got tired of crying you know what i mean yeah. like i was like i'm done with crying Time to i laugh. have cried so much i want to laugh mm-hmm. i want to make people laugh yeah <laughs> and the thing is like i will say the most shocking things and people laugh i'm like good yeah. <laughs> like, thank you nice thanks for laughing yeah. Yeah. appreciate it yeah yeah oh that's so cool can i ask what do your family know about your queerness and doing drag and burlesque and all of these things? Um, 50-50. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so, um, I came out to them as queer, as gay. I would say gay because I was, at the time, what I thought it would be the easiest for them to digest. And I would say I was so scared because, like, I know that... It's a generational thing, right? Yeah. Like, they've grown mm. up forever not not being you know familiar with this thing and like also knowing or being thought that being queer was wrong yeah so i was so scared i remember that i asked a group of friends to write a letter to them being like uh, (laughs) telling them that even though i was queer that i was still a good person and like because internalized homophobia is so real it's so real Mm. i'm with you yeah (laughs) especially in like in a situation like that yeah 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 but they were fine, which was the shocking oh, thing. Okay. Like, my parents were okay. My brother and my sister were okay as well. Um, like, I did, I just not expect it. Because, like, in my head, I was like, I'm ready. If they want to kick me out, like, I get it. It's not on them. It's just generational trauma. Mm. Like, you I get it. You were prepared for that. Oh, yeah. I was like, like, I had money for a hotel. Like, I was like, okay, cool. Yeah, wow. Um. I haven't told them that I do drag and burlesque, but I think that's the next step. Mm-hmm. But I did tell my mom that I was non-binary the other day. And she was oh, wow. cool with it. She oh, was cool. That's, that's yeah. good. So you told them while you were still living back home? No, I oh, like, okay. I waited till... So I went to visit them once, mm-hmm. probably like five years ago. 
And because I knew that it could go wrong, I was like, I'm just going to go for 10 days. Yeah, yeah, wait till the last few days yeah, <laughs> until yeah. then. But yeah, they were fine. Yeah. I was like shocked because, yeah, like it, the way that it, an AMAP person is supposed to be back home is like, you know, very macho. Like you have to be, uh. mm-hmm. and like, that has never been me. And I think like, I think they should have known. Like I had a glee thing on (laughs) like i wanted to go to broadway like Mm -hmm. ricky martin (laughs) come on guys (laughs) (laughs) when did you realize that you were a part of the lgbtqia plus community um i think i always had the suspicion when you saw ricky martin oh (laughs) Oh my god but actually (laughs) because i remember like um i remember that he was in like a pepsi um bottle like when I was younger, when I was a child, so mm-hmm. you know, very early on, mm-hmm. um, I saw him. I was like, "Oh, I have to feel that he's gay, but he's kind of fine." You're like, "That's hot." Yeah, I was like, <laughs> "He's kind of fine." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I had the suspicion there, but for a long time, I thought that I was bisexual. But I think a lot of that, in my case, came from the idea that I needed to give my parents a family, like right. the pressure of like, "Oh, I have to have a family." Um, I think a lot of people have that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? like it's, it's all about like oh, I have to have kids, which you can anyway. No. Slash, you don't it's have like to. following that traditional way of yeah. everything. I blame the church. Like you're ha- they miss out on something if you have a. But that's like lifestyle. kind of what you're told your whole life, yeah, right? Like yeah, you, absolutely. you grow up, you get married, you have. So kids. it becomes that's internalized that like you have to do that for them, but like it's your life. Yeah, and also it's not really practical if you think about the war right now. Like yeah. Less we, kids. We don't need more people. We need less people. Yeah. Like the people yeah. who don't have kids are the good ones. And they're happy. <laughs> like they're <laughs> like, and rich. Yeah, they have been rich. Like, <laughs> that what is else? also true. Yeah. Even like with like okay, it's controversial opinion. Please don't cancel me. Uh, <laughs> but like I was babysitting uh, this puppy the other day, and I was like, this is still being proof that I don't want to have children because mm. I was so afraid. I was like too much energy. <laughs> I don't yeah. want the energy. Imagine yeah. like an actual like baby. Yeah, I was mm-hmm. like, ah, uh, uh. yeah. I just went on a three week holiday with a three month old baby, and let me tell you, it was the greatest birth control <laughs> I could have <laughs> ever had <laughs> in my whole life. I love yeah. her to pieces, but Jesus, yeah, too I was much. wondering where that was going. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> yes, no, love her, but. Definitely mm. not for a long time. It's nice if to ever. be able to hang out with them and then give them give back. them back. Yeah, 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 yeah. Leave yeah. them crying and then I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna go Head home to my house that is See quiet, mm-hmm. peaceful, Serenity. and I have enough money to do the things I yeah. want to do. I love uh, it. Uh. So you thought maybe yeah you were bi? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought that I was bi for a while. Um, I even had a girlfriend. Mm, I know it's shocking, like, oh, okay. <laughs> but um, she broke up with me because I didn't want to kiss her, and now I know <laughs> why. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know why. We had that. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Um, she Wonder was nice. Why. God bless her soul. Uh, I don't know what she's doing now. Hmm. Um, Shout out to you. Yeah, <laughs> I don't remember her name. Um, great beer though. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, so I thought I was by. Um, and then when I came here, I was just started going out more and I had this queer Colombian friend and he was very femme Mm -hmm. and I think he helped me embrace the fact of of being like queer um because it's such a thing it's like I think uh, even when I came here like I actually dyed my hair like bright red like I went for an I went with another name and last name like I created like a whole other character Mm. 
And, like, I tried to separate, like, being queer with being Latin because, like, in my head, like, they just couldn't mash. And I think in the last episode, did you all watch Drag Race Down Under? Yes. 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 Queen Con, conversation with RuPaul on stage about Mm. for brown people, sometimes it's really hard for us to accept our queerness because there's always, like, that feeling of, like, this is not right Mm -hmm. because we have been told for so long that it's wrong. And it's such a huge, like, it's it's such a huge labor that we have to do within ourselves to accept mm. ourselves, mm-hmm. like... To and get I rid think, of that, yeah, well, yeah that like thing, the, the things you've been told. Internalized thing. Yeah. And I, honestly, in my case, in my country, I blame the church. But, like, mm. oh, yeah. <laughs> because child, like, literally. Mm. Um, and I thought it was so such an important conversation to have because I know that a lot of brown people sometimes we come across as very guarded or very reserved and people don't realize that we have such an inner battle within ourselves to embrace ourselves and i think things like drag any performance art really helps bridge that gap between like being latin or you know whatever is your heritage with being queer and i think blending them is the best thing ever like i I love it Mm. and Italia, I think, was the thing that helped me embrace being queer and being Latin. And now I'm like a proud Latinx queer person. That's yeah. so cool. Yeah. It is awesome. really cool. I reckon, like, I have never done drag, but going to watch drag and being in queer spaces was my kind of moment where I was like, okay, yep, yeah, cool. This is where I'm meant to be. Mm-hmm. I'm queer, blah, blah, blah. So it's interesting that it's the same for, like, a performer and an audience, like, I think that's really Everyone's cool. just finding themselves feeling, and yeah. feeling comfortable and yeah. free. Yeah, yeah, it's, really it's just representation, yeah. right? Yeah, you see yeah. yourself in whatever is out there and then you feel not so ashamed mm-hmm. and that gap closes. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like that that's it. Like you don't feel ashamed when you see someone on stage just Yeah. Fully embracing themselves. Like yeah. because when you're embracing yourself on stage, you're also giving the person in the audience permission to embrace themselves and i think that's so beautiful i think that is so beautiful oh my god that's nice make that a quote (laughs) (laughs) so on that topic you're a producer of point of change yes so can you tell us a bit about that and why it's so important to you well point of change is probably the thing that i'm proudest of that i have ever done Mm. um it has started i think Two years ago, I have I have really bad memory. <laughs> like it's awful. <laughs> but it started two years ago because um, a lot of microaggressions and also not so microaggressions had happened in the community towards people of different races, and I thought it was like I was done with it. I was like, you know what? We actually need to have our own event when we celebrate our cultures, and we also raise money for people like us like i think that is so important to celebrate culture because it it makes us unique like it connects us with our ancestors so point of change is basically that it's like a night of cultural celebration performed only by poc performers and like raising money for like poc charities and it's so beautiful like i cannot even describe it like it's so much work and sometimes it's so stressful Mm -hmm, to do it oh my god totally like there's been a couple of times that i'm like you know what this is the last time that i do it because like i'm really tired it's a lot of work and then something happens on that night and i just get emotional because um for example the last time 
uh, in Manina week, they did an Indian number, f- and that was the first time that I had seen them do that. Oh, wow. And it was so beautiful, and it's just seeing someone connect those gaps, like, <laughs> you know? Yeah, <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. I know that people like it, that are listening to the podcast cannot say it, but it's like, it, it's like a f- I'm making like a nice face. <laughs> like, it's <laughs> just very, beautiful. It's very emotional yes. and like heartwarming. Yeah. Wholesome. Yes, wholesome face. Like, yeah. you just want to hold them and like cherish them. And I don't know, it's just beautiful. And I think it's also so important to keep uplist- uplifting POC artists mm-hmm. because their reality is like Brisbane is now starting to do the work, but back in the day, it was not the case. Yeah. Given we always have had POC icons like we have had Malika, we have had Shinta, Wu, Chocolate Box, Katya. Like, there's always been performance of color, but I think now people are realizing how talented we are, and it's good. Like, I, I would say, like, the people that have helped to the change is like Runway Movement, House of Alexander, Dick Shake, and. It's just beautiful to see Brisbane starting to move in the right direction and seeing more PLC babies coming out. Like, that yeah. is so fierce. Because they like, feel comfortable too. Yeah. Yes. Right? It's that whole representation yeah. thing, right? Like, they've seen Full themselves circle. and now they know that they, they can, can do also. it. Yeah. yeah. What do you... Do you have any future goals for Point of Change or where you want to take it? Um, well, at the moment... Well, I always wanted to do like a fringe show, like a oh, yeah. full yeah. production show mm-hmm. and just like a whole showcase. And I think maybe I will work on that next year. Yeah, that would be really, that would be amazing. really cool to do. Yeah. And like, there's so many, I mean, there's so many performers that I want to be in that as well. Um, I also wanted to do like a POC pint. You know, they don't miss POC. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know the name yet, but like mm-hmm. like, yeah, a, yeah. like a cute little pint. Mm-hmm. Um, but my main goal, like the close term goal, the short term goal is to be able to put together the show by the 7th of October. That's our next POC, <laughs> just putting that nice. out there. <laughs> yeah, we love the short-term goals. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> because, yeah, it's like, there's not much time left, but like, it's going to be fierce. Yeah. We're going to make it happen. So yeah. you just reach out to POC performers, like of every sort of art form? Yeah. yeah. Like burlesque, um, Ruby Corbett, Busybody, um, even Montessa, like they're great burlesque performers. Mm. Uh, Ruby has been involved, bless you, <laughs> since the first POC and also another great person to follow because they have done so much labor in educating people about cultural appropriation. Yeah, so we have burlesque, um, drag. I feel that I'm forgetting someone. I feel that I'm going to get a message as soon as this comes out. <laughs> um, but literally any yeah. art form, like if you're a POC performer, if you want to be on stage, like please do just join messages like mm, yeah do it <laughs> i yep, want to see your art yeah <laughs> let me celebrate you <laughs> so we wanted to touch on the fact that you won the young achievement award 2022 congratulations at the oh, queen's ball you. congratulations <laughs> that's such a great achievement um and you know we we kind of wanted to talk about how you've found such like great success in drag and you've been so brave to come to the other side of the world and do this and embrace and your queerness yeah. so wholly yeah I suppose. yeah yeah exactly so what would you say if you had stayed in your home country how different your life would be now 
it's really hard to think about that because the reality is that a lot of queer people die back home mm. so i don't know if i will be here personally like in this war or i don't know if i will have to hide as a straight person i generally have never thought about what will it be to have stay back home because mm. it's a really scary thought right? it's, yeah it's like heartbreaking and like sometimes i think about the people that are back home that the queer kids like just growing up and it's just that can't that yeah. can't the yeah. the and like being able to look like this or you know just being able to be outspokenly queer like i feel so blessed mm-hmm. but it's also so heartbreaking that i feel blessed because the reality is that everybody should be everyone should feel that way yeah yeah and i guess that's you're doing something so important here like with point of change and putting yourself out there so that hopefully people like you two three years however long ago you came i don't know um can feel confident to do that and feel like they'll also be able to be themselves eventually embrace or or create a point of change i suppose like um for for those kids that you know that can't don't have the opportunity or or Mm. um yeah are too scared or whatever to to be able to embrace themselves um completely you doing what you're doing now is opening up that door for people to see what's going on and and what is this and to educate i suppose Mm. i think for me i i don't know i think it was willem you know from drag race Mm -hmm. that one say that a lot of people do activism now just by being on the phone, like reposting stuff, which like is fine. But I think activism should be about showing up and showing up for everyone. Like we know that there's not many places that there's a lot of places in the world when it's not be it's not safe being queer. Mm-hmm. That it's not safe being a fav. Like um don't even get me started with trans right. Like mm-hmm. there's so many things that we need to start doing. And it just bothers me because people are quick to okay, we're going to reshare it, but they won't walk down. Or like, okay, this might be a little bit petty, but like, <laughs> I remember last year when, uh, no, two years ago, sorry, um, when the whole... The Black Lives Matter? Yeah, the Black Lives Matter thing happened. And uh, that was at the same time that a lot of migrations happened here as well. A lot of people were resharing... The Black The square Black thing. Square mm-hmm. thing. They were making big posts, which by the way, if you're white like it's not about you like Mm. it's literally not about you like the best thing you can do is you can repost poc people's comment on that like literally never never make it about you because it's not but a lot of people were doing that and i remember when the first point of change happened i could count probably with my hand the people that put that up but also were there like there's so many people that like to do performative right? performative activism, activism. Yeah. I, I literally like mm-hmm. and it just pisses me off because it's like for it's not it's not cool to be outspoken like for us it's not about like when i'm speaking about issues it's not because it's cool it's because we have to like it's for yeah. survival like, it's not because i want to get likes it's not because i want to get followers it's not because i want to look like someone that cares like i care because it affects me i care because it affects my family literally Mm -hmm. like it's our livelihood like it's not it's not our game so i hate when people do performative activism because 
it devalues my experience, it devalues my life, it devalues the pain that I have gone through yeah. for being POC, like, you know, racial aggressions. Like, we go through that every day. Even just going to the bank, I experience racial aggressions. Wow. Like, I get stared. Given I do look like people out of drag, but... <laughs> With all that being said, um, you know, obviously you are creating such a change in, in the community and, and we've talked a lot about representation. Um, and I guess going off of all of that, what makes you most proud to be queer? I think what makes me more proud to be queer, it's like connecting the two things, being Latin and being queer, because I get to be representation. And like, even if I was not doing drag, I think everybody can be representation, like just being who you are, embracing who you are. It's enough representation for anyone on the street. Like, imagine like being like cute little angel baby that doesn't know anything and is scared of being who they are. And they just see an outspokenly queer person just walking down the street. That's enough to motivate them to be themselves. And I think that's what makes me proud, being able to be representation for hopefully queer Latin people, like crossing fingers. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's so wholesome. <laughs> it's so nice to hear um, people really wanting or get, like really trying to help their community, mm-hmm. like more specifically, not, not just the queer community in general, but more specifically a group of people that you can relate to so much to be able to help them you know strength see yeah see themselves Mm. and yeah give them strength if they're in a place where they can't outwardly be who they want to be so thank you so much for coming on it's been an amazing conversation and we've learned a lot yeah it has yeah thank you for sharing yeah thank you for having me your life opening up about yeah everything yeah in your your journey um, sorry, is there anything that you'd like to plug? Do you have anything going on? Oh my God, I'm glad you asked. Oh. <laughs> um, well, we have upcoming, the next POC is on the 7th of October. I was going to say February for some reason, but it's not. <laughs> 7th of October. And yeah, it's going to be really fierce, gorgeous and stunning. And if you're a POC artist that would like to perform, please do message the Point of Change page. Not me, <laughs> but the Point of Change page. Mm-hmm. Which is? Uh, point of Change. Point of Change. On yep. Instagram? Uh, yes, and okay. on Facebook as well. Gorgeous. And do you want to plug your Instagram? Oh my God, yes. Um, that's a good idea. Thank you. Uh, my Instagram is Talia underscore novella. Should I spell it? Because most time people misspell it. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. We'll tag you in all the posts. Oh, wait, but I yeah. don't know how to, do you know how to pronounce the T? Because I don't know how to pronounce the T. Every single time that I say T, people think that that's I'm right. saying D. Yeah. T. T. Yeah, you said it right. Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, people call me Dalia, and I'm like, that's not me. Um, uh, T-H-A- L I A underscore N O small B E L A. Thanks. Gorgeous. Woo! We'll tag you in any everything anyway. Yes. So if anybody did get that wrong, everyone follow. It'll be all over the socials. Yep. The Instagrams, the TikToks. Sure. Thank you again. Thank, Thank you, you so much. much. Hope you enjoyed. We did. Yes, um, we definitely did. And now let's do a, cheers. a little cheers. cheers. To end it off. Okay. Salute.